Analog Jackson Podcast. What's going on? It's your favorite. Back with a traditional Analog Jackson, you know. We got a story to tell. Anyway, you know, it's um, summertime. And, um, you know, you get to reminiscing about things and occurrences. Uh, mine never really make any damn sense, but they happen. So we're going to take it all the way back. This is, um, I don't know, maybe 2014, I think, 2013, 2014, who knows. Um, Albany, Georgia. Albany. Albany. Doesn't matter. If you're from Georgia, you probably say Albany. If you're from anywhere else, you say Albany. I don't give a fuck what you say, but whatever. Um, so, you know, we're in Albany, Georgia. I'm down there, you know, a work engagement. We had a, uh, a meeting. Uh, our, our leader, our, um, you know, supervisor was a regional manager, you know, got all everybody together to come together for a meeting in probably one of the asshole places of Georgia. Uh, you know, nothing ever, nothing good has ever happened to me in Albany, Georgia. Um, you know, previously during uh, my collegiate time, I was robbed down there uh, after a football game with some friends. Um, funny thing is, it was a selective robbery because I pretty much, you know, gave them what I wanted to have, wanted them to have, which was like maybe like four or five dollars, like whatever I reached in my pocket and got. Um, you know, I, I had most of my stuff in my socks. I was kind of a little a little experienced in you know dealing with certain things certain situations certain areas um and it was cold at night i remember that and i know they wanted niggas jackets and shit and i had just got uh, a pele pele and i had got that shit kind of customized um so i wasn't giving that up no fucking way i was giving that up you gotta remember now this is like oh one maybe oh two oh two oh one oh two when that happened but anyway fast forward back to the present of this story so here we are we down there is the usual suspects you know we went down there for professional a good professional time but we would always have a good time it didn't matter who it was we was gonna have a good time so we had some guests on this particular uh meeting that came out from our home office and uh, it was people we kicked it with, people we hung with before. So they, they kind of knew how we kicked it. They kind of knew how we got down and everything. So, um, you know, it was a good time. Uh, one particular guy um, who I think it might have been either the previous summer or at some point. At some point, you know, um, we had kicked it with him. And... Um, just a good dude, man, like a, a, a good dude, uh, you know, real nigga, let me put it like that, we really kicked it with him, um, and when we kicking it, you know, we be in rural Arkansas, you know, slightly metropolitan Arkansas, uh, so, you know, most of it was just drinking, most of it was drinking, hanging out, you know, going to little spots, trying to, you know, get into something, uh, so we had kicked it with him, had a good time, and everything was cool. Um, so he coming out to Georgia, we like to reciprocate. And that's what you do when people come, you know, 
to basically where you from or whatever, you know, you, you, you reciprocate. So we in Albany. It had been years since I really even did shit down there. Um, but I knew they still had spots. And Albany has a black college. So at the time, most of us were single. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's funny because now I can place the timeline perfectly. Uh, because this is literally maybe a week, two weeks before I would meet my eventual um, wife, who's now my ex, but, you know, whatever. Um, this was actually two weeks before that. So we down there, and, um, you know, I know the meeting is, is what we there for. We're going to have a good meeting. Um, it's one of the few meetings I didn't have to organize or be a part of from a planning standpoint, which I'm always grateful for because that shit is hell. It's a lot. But, um, you know, having the Atlanta territory and being in that metropolitan area, sometimes it was a it was a it was a bit of a task, you know, to have to be able to um, put together things and build things. But nonetheless, um, I was always glad to have a little bit of time off. That mean I could just kick it. All I had to do was attend the meeting and go. So anyway, we're here. We're doing that. Um, everybody's at the meeting or whatever. A lot of my peers that I kick it with, a lot of my close peers that I kick it with, you know, still to this day on a personal level, we kick it and everything. So, you know, we know as soon as the meeting over, hey, it's on. So, you know, we probably go eat as a group. Once we eat as a group, that's it. You know what I'm saying? We doing our own thing. So we had already, you know, it's already understood, hey, we, we in the streets as soon as we finish, you know, with this professional business. So we did that. I remember we went out to eat restaurant, had a good time, just laughing, you know, drinking a little bit. Uh, you, I guess you could say we treated that as a pregame. Now, I already know that Albany is going to be like a real rural uh, country time. But, you know, basically alcohol is the only thing that's going to make it common to any other of the times you have. Um, you know, we did a lot of kicking it in, in like cities, uh, you know, pretty much all over the Midwest, Southeast, you know, Southern part of the United States, um, numerous times. Albany was not going to compare to that. One of the great things, though, is, you know, there's always a common denominator against men. Um, and that's, you know, women. Uh, and you always kind of look for the opportunity to be able to meet more women. And that's what we wanted to do. We in Albany, you know, we like, hey, where can we go to meet some women? So while we was at dinner, you know, we kind of asking around. And I think somebody may have asked a waitress or a waiter or something like that. And they led us to this little location downtown. I knew of some old spots like the Fox. I knew of some spots, you know, downtown. But I didn't know if they were still open. Because you got to remember, at this point now, it's a good nine, ten years since I've been down there uh, like that. Uh, but they told us of a spot, and we was like, well, shoot, we're going to check it out. And anyway, with it being Albany, you could just ride around and find something. Um, but I remember everybody went. I think it was like one, two, three, four, five, maybe. I think it was like five of us, uh, four or five of us. Um, two, three, four. It was five of us. Had to be five. But I think we only ended up taking one car, which was cool. Maybe we took two. I don't really remember the details of that. Maybe we took two. Uh, but um, I know we were kind of lit before 
because usually when you hit something like that, you know what I'm saying, you don't know who's going to be there, so you always pack a bottle. I drove, so I packed a bottle, plus, you know what I'm saying, I had some other things with me, um, you know, and um, I know somebody else had some other things with them, so I'm like, okay, we straight, because they drove, and we actually rode together. I remember that. Yeah, me and him rode together. Somebody else rode. So, nonetheless, we kicking it. We cool. We doing our thing. So, we sitting in the hotel in the lobby um, before we got ready to go out. And we just talking with everybody, having a good time. And um, one of the white guys that was in our group, he came down. He drank with us a little bit. Wow, dude. I mean, he put you in the mind. He had the, the, the mentality and just the character and the outward actions of Macho Man Randy Savage. He just didn't look like Macho Man Randy Savage. He was just one of them wild-looking dudes or whatever. What made him kind of mess with us was he was married to a black woman. So he kind of understood you know, the vice that we had, he kind of understood what we liked, uh, but he was still a funny ass dude, just a fucking hilarious dude, um, and I remember he was kind of muscle bound, so he looked like one of those, like, I just got out of the gym type of niggas that's always out of breath, but he was funny as fuck, and I remember when he was down there, he was like, man, what y'all about to get into, and he kind of knew about that area, he knew about uh, Albany, and he was like, you know, it ain't shit down here. And, you know, he was like, man, well, we just going to go out and have a good time. Now, I remember, this is crazy, too. I remember, even from when I was in college, and this is still true today. You can check the facts on this. Albany is probably one of the Analog Jackson podcasts in Georgia in terms of HIV age rates. Uh, outside of the Atlanta metropolitan area. And you might be like, well, goddamn, like, I thought you said it's a rural area. Technically, it is. I don't even think Albany has metropolitan status. But, unfortunately, where there's a lot of black people concentrated, there's a lot of sex going on. And, unfortunately, it's a lot of uneducated sex and a lot of unsafe sex. So, that gets people in trouble. So, that area was always red hot. I remember when I was in college, there was a lot of information, you know, caution to us, especially when our school played, um, you know, that particular school, we were pretty much told, well, hey, if you're going to Albany for the game and you're going to be down there for the weekend, just be careful. You know, know what you're going into, know what the area is about, but um, take all the precautions that you can. You don't have to tell me twice. I know what's going on. Um, however, Albany State University, which was the college that was there, was a black college. They had some of the baddest women, uh, period. And a lot of the times, what you got at Albany State was you got children of alumni, you got kids from Atlanta that went down there, then you got an influx of kids from, you know, uh, Florida, North Florida, areas like that. The joke was if you couldn't get into FAMU, you went to Albany State. Um, I don't know how true that is. Um, but the comparison of women at Albany State to the women at FAMU uh, really wasn't there. But Albany had his, had his high points. Had his, his high points for real. But nonetheless, we're having a good time. You know, we're drinking. We know we're fixing to go out and everything. We had one homeboy, God bless this nigga, who didn't drink. This nigga didn't smoke. 
didn't do nothing. He just was real cool, but he was a nigga that wasn't going, you know, jeopardize you at all. And the greatest thing about him was he was always rational enough to not let you let you make a stupid ass mistake. Um, I can tell you there was numerous times in my encounters, um, you know, with different, you know, women and that he saved me multiple times. Um, and this is one of those stories. This is why I'm telling that story because um, he saved me somewhat. So anyway, you know, we feeling good. We push out. We push out to where we're going and everything. So we get downtown. We park. This place is like a storefront lounge. I don't know, storefront jazz, poetry, hip-hop, all of that type of stuff. Um, so we go in there. There's a few in there. There's a few chicks in there and everything. Um, not that many, but it's a few. Uh, but we kind of got in there. I don't know if we were early, late, whatever, but we like, fuck it. We here. We going to drink a little bit. We going to have a good time. We going to kick it. Now, my dog from the home office that came, um, he was, uh, he was the ultimate kicking. He was wild. He was going to have a good time, but he was going to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Every time he went out with us, his whole agenda was, I'm going to win. No matter what, I'm going to win. I got to pull me a victory. And I like that mentality. I love them type of niggas when I go out because that's my mentality. Uh, also, and when you can get loose a little bit and have a good time and you around some people that's like that, you have an even better time. So I'm like, all right, man, you know, we're going to kick it or whatever. So we there. We um just moving around, you know, through the crowd. I remember there was some there was some there was some things in there. There was some women in there. I remember there was this one chick with a hat and she had on some white jeans. And that's really all I remember. Her ass was stupid. And I remember everybody was kind of on her. So I was like, you know, everybody on her. I'm going to let her have her or whatever. Um, and that's going to be cool. Now, I do remember that at this particular juncture, um, this was the first time that I paid attention to the Migos music. Now, I had heard Bando and Hannah Montana, and they really went not my thing. This is around the time that Fight Night and Handsome and Wealthy was out. And um, I remember Fight Night came on. Fight Night was going. It was When you hear music in a club, lounge type experience, that shit is a little bit different than listening to it in your car, listening to it in the privacy of your home and everything. Especially when you got substances in you. So that shit hit a lot different than, you know, it probably would if I'm listening to it normally. When I heard Handsome and Wealthy, Handsome and Wealthy beat out, and it moved the whole fucking crowd. Now, the the great thing about country-ass clubs, country-ass lounges, rural clubs like that, is the vibes be so fucking beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And the more people get there, the better the music is. When you see the first chick up dancing with her tongue out and everything, and you hear that little, ah, you know the shit is about to just go to a whole another level, right? The Migos at this time, their music was like good. Everything that they had going or whatever was a club vibe. I do remember that while we were in there kicking it or whatever, the DJ was calling out a few different people and everything. And uh, I think he had shot at me or my homeboy out or whatever. 
And it was my homeboy because I remember he waved and everything. And it kind of got the little section we was at lit. So now they got pool tables in here. Um, you know, they might have had a fucking ping pong table. Who knows? I don't know. Um, they got pool tables in here. The bartender probably really wasn't a bartender. Um, you know, they had chicken wings, that type of shit. You can get you some chicken gizzards. This is a real southern spot. This is some shit that if you're not initiated and you're not used to it, you'll think this is some Bama ass shit. But I promise you, this is some shit you're going to go to and you're going to be like, ooh. This this shit this shit this it. I like this. I like what's I like what's moving around. I like what what we got going on here. This is a nice little function. So we in this motherfucker. We having a good time and everything. Music is right. Uh, I do remember we was just kicking it, talking, laughing, and things like that. Kind of interacting with some chicks. Two chicks came in. Now, I, we have been drinking from early on at dinner. You know, you have a few drinks, you have some wine. You know, now we pre-gaming. And um, we're pre-gaming in the um, lobby. Now, and probably one or two beers in or whatever. Maybe even a shot or two or whatever. Now, these chicks come in. I, I'm pretty sure my vision and my judgment is a little clouded at this point. But remember, I got my homeboy. My homeboy... He ain't going to let you do too much, too crazy or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're a man. So you're going to go in when you want to go in. So I remember we um, just there kicking it and everything. We talking. These two chicks come in. One chick I remember was thick. She was thick as hell. Um, And, like, she really, like, that's all that I remember right there for, for a fact was that she was thick. She may have no look good. Nobody gave me to like, hold on, man, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? So I remember I, you know, got to hanging around a little bit, you know, talk to him, introduce myself, introduce my homeboys. Uh, my boy from the home office, he jumped off on, you know, her friend that had a hat. So, two friends that had a hat. He jumped off on her. So, then I jump off on the thick one, the one that I wanted, the one that I had scoped from the beginning. And I know, you know, we was vibing. Conversation was good. You know, I um, might have bought her a drink or something. You know, she was moving around. I remember she smelled great. She smelled fantastic. Like, whatever she was wearing was, like, ridiculous. Like, it really got to me. Uh, and she, she had a nice voice as well. So we talking, we telling her, you know, what we do and all of that type of stuff. So I don't know, at some point I got around telling her, you know, well, hey, this is where we staying at. Um, you know, hey, we just, you know, trying to have a good time or whatever. So talked a little bit, talked a little bit and everything. So I got a number and I told her, well, like, look, you know, we got a, we got a long day tomorrow. We got to be up early. We ain't going to be out here too late, but we going to have a good time. Um if I'm relaxed and if I'm in my room, you know what I'm saying, I can stay up as long as I need to because I'm there. I said, I just get lonely when I'm on the road and I'm, you know, got to go to sleep in a, in a foreign place. Like, you're welcome to come. You know, just come by. We can talk or whatever. I'm getting into my bullshit. I'm getting into my bag a little bit. I ain't, you know, unconscionable. Like, I'm, I'm in my bag a little bit. I'm on these elements. And, you know, I think she remembers saying, well, what your homeboy going to do? Well, I was like, I don't know or whatever. I don't think bro was cooking. I don't know if he was cooking with old girl. I don't know if he was trying to cook. But 
I gave him the benefit of the doubt because remember, he's one of those that like to win. He want to win all the time. So I'm like, all right, I can already see he going to cook up. Now, I can't break away to ask him how his cook up is acting. I can't break away to ask him like, you know, bro, like you, you own to something because I'm into my thing. So I'm just assuming he into his thing. So we break away for a minute. I'm talking to him. He's like, man, she ain't going, man. I'm like, wow, okay, okay. Her friend is. So I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. So one of my homeboys, he kind of looking at the time. It's the same homeboy that's responsible. We're going to call that nigga Mr. Responsible. And he's like, hey, man, it's getting a little late. It's probably like almost one. We know we got to be up around eight. So he like, hey, we need to start getting the thing about pushing off and everything. Because niggas have to do work at night, too. So we're like, all right, all right, all right, all right. So we just break it on down. We like, well, chill, check it. This is what we finna do. We finna make this move. Blah blah blah. I think homeboy might exchange numbers with old girl. I had already did that. I was like, well, come through. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not having to drive. Uh, she rode with her. So I'm texting her as we headed back to the spot and everything to the to the hotel, and um, you know. She said, well, hey, my girl, she's going in. And I'm like, oh, acting surprised. Like, she not feeling my homeboy? She was like, nah, it didn't happen. She's like, she going in. But I'm, she going to take me to get my car. I'm going to come push up on you. I'm like, bet, bet, bet. So she came. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I get back to the room. Do a little quick, you know. Refresh, make sure the room straighten everything, make sure I'm good. Okay, boom. Probably about 30, 35, 40 minutes before she came through, then she comes through. So, you know, um, all she had to do was come straight to the room. She was in the hotel. Uh, she comes straight to the room. I used to be one of them niggas, right? I used to be one of them niggas that I would always check out the front desk, all right? Especially if I'm trying to pull something or I'm bringing something through. I would always check out the front desk because sometimes the front desk clerks be fine and that's really who you need to be shooting it. But what I did was I checked out the front desk to make sure it wasn't nothing bad because subconsciously in my head, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of telling myself, this ain't something, you know what I'm saying? This ain't it. This ain't really it, but this is the Albany move. This is what you want to bring. This is like, you know, hey, you just, you don't put in too much time You've cultivated this. You got to see it grow. You feel me? So now you got to see it grow. Like you planted it. You got to see it grow. I, front desk clerk must have been trash or it had to be a dude or something. Because I really didn't give a fuck. I think I met her in the lobby. Met her in the lobby. You know, we walked back through. Which was which was a rare move for me because your co-workers that you don't deal with, your co-workers that you don't kick it with, they see you, you know what I'm saying, making these moves if you're making them moves like that. But wasn't nobody out. I remember, though, my homeboy, when he came back, he was fucked up. He was fucked up. And uh, we were talking about somebody in our group or whatever who was a little different. It was a dude. He was a little different. And I remember he kept asking a lot of questions about this dude. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what bro, but whatever, man. Like, and um, when we got back to the hotel, like, 
I don't know. He was just he was just on some weird shit. And I was like, bro, I'm going to let you have that. I'm going to just charge it to the alcohol. You do your thing, though, bro. Like, I don't know what's going on, but um, I'm out. I had left him. This is before old girl came. So, you know, I met her in the lobby. We went back. I remember as we were going to the elevator, like, I remember, you know, she was kind of loose. She was smiling a little bit. So, I'm like, all right, well, I know what's about to happen with this once we get upstairs. So, we get upstairs, and, you know, we talked a little bit. She was as thick and as built as advertised. And literally, you can tell the energy is what you want it to be. When you're in a hotel like this and they come in, you know, this is a hotel like a little suite. So you got a couch, you got a desk, you got a bed, right? So there's three places she could possibly sit. Now, we ain't on some super young shit, so sitting on the desk is not an option. That's why I said it's three. Young niggas might say it's four. It's three. All right? So it's a couch. It's the um, chair at the desk, and it's the bed. Um, when we get in the room and everything, she immediately sat down on the bed and everything. So, you know, um, you know, I turned on, you know, the TV or whatever. It's playing in the background. I turned that on before she got there. And so I get to talking. I'm walking around a little bit, and then I sit down on the bed. I sit kind of across from her. Let me talking. And so I remember she had kind of laid down on her stomach a little bit and she was talking she had her feet up like she's real cozy so she chilling sitting down having a good time and i don't know what the fuck we talked about whatever it was it was engaging because she was there with it she was laughing i was you know in, you know intrigued i was involved in the conversation so i'm like all right well you know great shit anyway we push on we move on through that you know we having a good time and all of that and you know i just move on over closer to her and i remember she had reached out and she grabbed my hand and she was like oh she was like um like why your hand your hands are soft is i remember what she said and i was like yeah you know i kind of maintain my moisturization levels you know it's very important drink a lot of water and all of that some bullshit i probably went in for a kiss after that and you know it was what it was Here's what I can remember. I remember she didn't have on no panties at all, which is, I mean, you know, it's, it's hit or miss when you're wearing pants. I don't, I don't, I, for women, I don't know. I'm just imagining you don't have no pants on. You know, that's one thing. I can also imagine once you finish having sex, it can be a whole nother thing. Um, so I don't know what the fuck but i know like she gonna have to leave at some point and when she does like she gonna be leaving crazy so you know we talked a little bit more after that um i'm trying to make sure i got consent i have consent um you know she sucked some good dick i do remember that uh and i, I quickly got to it because i also am cognizant of time i'm like you know hey i know i gotta get up I don't want to spend too much time with this, but I want to spend some time. But it's probably like an hour, maybe a good hour, maybe one, two, who knows, whatever. Um, I think I might have had like a little bit of crown, um, but at that point, I wasn't trying to drink because I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want to be hungover or whatever tomorrow morning. Uh, but 
it was, you know, it was good or whatever. Now, at some point, I did realize though, Ryan, you probably drunk. You know, like you probably a little more fucked up than you should be. But it's okay. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna deal with it. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I'm rocking. I already know what I'm getting into, so I'm, I'm rolling with it and everything. So we finish. I asked if she want to take a shower. She's like, nah, because I didn't bring nothing to cover my hair. We probably had shower cap in the bathroom. I wasn't going to offer that to her because that might promote her wanting to stay. And at this point, I really want her to leave because I don't want her to wake up and some of my colleagues are downstairs working out or eating breakfast. And then I got to walk her out and they see it. Like, I'm not, I don't need that happen or whatever. So, you know, um, I think we might have talked a little bit, um, exchanged, like, I'm a little more pertinent information, and boom, that was it. She left. So I'm good, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, fulfilled. I'm like, okay, this is what you want, you know what I'm saying? It's a good night, you know, everything. I'm going to sleep, boom. Go to sleep, wake up the next morning, you know, go to downstairs to eat breakfast. We talking and everything. I remember my, my homeboy. Now, this is the one from the home office. He was fucked up. He looked like he had went harder than anybody did or whatever. I personally was a little fucked up too, but I'm working on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got up first thing. I'm, I'm chugging water. I probably drank maybe like two or three bottled waters um, before... I even made it downstairs just to get myself hydrated and myself right. He looked like he was on one. Alright, so I remember um, that morning after, um, you know, I got up and everything, went downstairs, uh, you know, I was always trying to be on time for the meeting, especially if I did stuff the previous night, because, you know, your supervisors know you're going to go and have a good time. It's almost expected. Um, because, you know, you're at work, but you, 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 you didn't get to see your co-workers that much. You mostly saw the people that worked for you. So when you got to see your co-workers, you know, it was a good thing. For me, I had a few co-workers that were close. One I was very cool with. One I really didn't give a fuck about. Um, but what you tried to do was you tried to just have a good time when you could. And, you know, just kick it with people and everything. So I do remember, you know, going and talking to them a little bit and just saying you know hey you know like you know good night last night you know everything was like that i remember my homeboy from the home office like i said he looked fucked up my other homeboy was like well you know what i'm saying we know what you you got into and i was like yeah you know you know everything is cool or whatever now this is when he tells me he was like but bro, he's like i let you i let you do your thing you know what i'm saying but he was like, I, you know, a few times I wanted to save you. He was like, and me and another, it was him and another guy. They was like, you know, hey, look, that wasn't what you should have been doing. But, you know, he was like, you was on a horny mission, bro. You was thirsty. And we let you have it. And I was like, well, you know, I appreciate it. I was like, but she was thick. He was like, yeah, she was thick as fuck. But, you know, nah, that wasn't it. And I start going back over things in my head. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. And subconsciously, I'd already told myself, maybe that wasn't it. 
But I'm like, you know what? Boom. And in retrospect, it 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 evened out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it evened out. Like, it was good. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't, I wasn't really going to be like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I was like, really? Like, okay, that wasn't a bad, that wasn't bad. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, so, you know, we get ready to push off. We were going to do a site visit. And this was going to be, we were going to go to a location where we had, um, you know, actual place, you know, that the organization we worked for one of the stores let me say that so we were going to do a site visit at one of these stores you know give our feedback on what we saw you know it's an enrichment thing or whatever so we go to do that we're at the place and everything we're there kind of waiting around talking we had a few vendors that were going to come through and show us some things so it's organized by the meeting organizer i remember i'm sitting there and i'm talking to uh, my homeboy from the home office and I'm telling him like you know what I'm saying hey man like we 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 really you know I really wish you could have pulled that one down man but it was like all right you know and I know me and him was gonna hook up later on because we had something well no at this point I didn't know um but he told me hey it's gonna be a meeting in South Carolina in Columbia in a few weeks and everything he was like, I know that ain't that far. He was like, man, I might shoot to, you know, the city or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, man, yo, we, we can figure out. We can do something. We, you know, we'll figure out. We'll do something. Nonetheless, um, we standing there. We out in front of the site. All of our coworkers are out there. My supervisor is out there. There's some other women we work with. Um, there's some other older women, some younger women. Now, in in the professional sense, in the professional world, of what I did, there's a very, very wholesome view of me. I'm, I'm very good at my job. So when you're very good at your job, people think you got that laser focus that that's all you do. And it probably seemed like that was all I did, but I had a lot of buy-in from the people that worked for me so I could produce at a high level. Um, in this particular instance, um, people probably knew, okay, he can let his hair down, he can have a good time. My homeboys knew. They knew 110% that I was with the bullshit. I was officially the bullshit king. Um, I wasn't missing on nothing. They knew that. Um, everybody else don't. So we out there, we out front. It's probably 10 to 12 people out there. You know, you got a lot of income. You got a lot of success. You got a lot of clout standing out there in front of this you know organization and everything then you got your supervisor who's looking at everything he's analyzing everything one thing about the supervisor we had at this time he was a very high functioning genius um performance based superstar like just a guru of sorts he could operate on so many different levels at once that it was amazing um i'm still trying to get to that level because some of the things he could do and some of the things he was aware of was awesome. And he could get into his bag on things, uh, you know, which was great. It would be a period, less than a month later, me and him would kind of go toe-to-toe on some shit that I had been accused of. And I knew I had did, you know, um, and it wasn't wrong. And I kind of had to go head up with him. And I lost a little bit of respect for him for that because, you know, he felt like he had to question me. But, um, you know, whatever. Fuck him for that. But he's still a good dude. Uh, but nonetheless, 
So anyway, we really trying to figure out like what we gonna do, how we gonna get to what we gonna do, and um, we out front in front of this organization. And I remember I heard in my homeboy say, "Oh shit!" And when he said, "Oh shit," I never looked around. I'm standing at one end. I was kind of looking at something and everything, and I heard him say, oh, shit. My responsible homeboy said, hey, come here. He said, come here, and he took me around to the side of the building where we was at, and I remember he said, hey, I got to, he, he mentioned my name. He's like, I want to show him something that I just picked up or whatever. So we walked around there, and he was like, hey, man, old girl just pulled up. Now, let's rewind a little bit. The previous night, you know, when you're getting, you talking to somebody, when you're trying to knock something down, when you're trying to conquer somebody and you're out of town, you got to give a little bit of information. You give a little bit of background on yourself. You give a little bit of information as to what you do, where you work, you know, that type of stuff and everything, you know. By the way you dress and your mannerisms and things like that, you know, they, they can kind of see it's official. Uh, what happened was she pulled up to where we were. I don't know if it was me or I don't know if it was my homeboy saying, hey, the next day we were going to be at this location. But she pulled up to where we were. And, you know, she pulled up. She went right to, you know, the little entrance, I guess, to do a purchasing and everything. Um, I'm going to assume she never saw me. Now, she saw some of our folk. And, you know, I remember I saw her, but she couldn't see me. And I saw some of the women that worked with me, and they saw her, and I could see they were kind of looking like, what the hell? Like, what is this? And instantly, I concluded, boy, you hit a bad lick. You hit a terrible lick. Because women going to give you the truth. Women going to let you know, like, eh, you know. And I knew right then I hit a, a, a bad lick. But I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? I'm a man. I, you know, I'm not going to run from anything. I did what I did. Um, whatever. I do recall uh, looking at her for the first time in the daylight, uh, you know, completely sober. And I knew right then I was like, fuck. But once again, my homeboy had saved me because what he did was he pulled me around to the side. He knew that, you know, there's a possibility that if I end up seeing her and she sees me, she might want to come in for a hug or whatever. He already know I already knocked it down. Uh, there's a possibility that I'm going to have to do something in front of some colleagues that don't know how I rock that, you know, could possibly, you know, be bad. This is how you know you got real homeboys. Really, he probably was looking at the fact that, like, hey, I know bro trying to get some more pussy. I know he trying to probably knock down one of these chicks we work with. I'm not going to let him go out bad. Um, you got to understand, when you got niggas like that around you, that's looking out for you, and they don't have to. We grown men. That's real folks. And, 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 these, and you know, other, other situations that are more serious, that are more pertinent, you know, have manifested themselves and have proven that. But when things like that go on, you really kind of be like, man, you know, like, you need some solid niggas that's around me. And um, that was the case and everything. I had knocked off a wombat. You know, we was drunk. And um, she came to collect her due. 
and she almost got me out the paint, which was crazy. But, uh, you know, just another story in the life of your favorite. Uh, I probably have never spoken to this woman again uh, after that, that encounter. I know if I probably see her at this point, I don't even know. Like, she might not even know who I am. Uh, I don't even want to see her. But, you know, that's the life of a great nigga. And I'll have you all know I was strapped up, you know, because I do remember the statistics about that area. Um, but, that, you know, I had to give y'all a throwback. That story just hit me. And I had to give y'all a throwback. <laughs> that's what I